welcome back everybody it is episode one of the coil cast i'm joined by charlie hi and obviously myself so let's let's discuss cars charlie this that's what this is about right this is about cars we talk about cars let's talk about the best car uh the toyota yaris um my favorite car. Oh, dude. I think we've already discussed how, how the uh, Lamborghini Urus is already the uh, the best car um, out of any car. Any, <laughs> any 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 manufacturer. You mean the Audi Q3? Or not Q3, the Q8? That's no, I mean the single greatest car known <laughs> to man. Anything made by Maserati. Oh my god. You mean the Levante with the new Ferrari engine? <laughs> Okay, but if we're going to talk about Ferrari, though, let's talk about the fucking FXXK. God damn, is the FXXK one of the coolest fucking things. I'm actually, like, interested, too, in, like, the um, the new California replacement. I uh, can't actually remember what it's called. Um, it's pretty dope-looking, though, minute. and everyone's, like, already... Like they're it. they're replacing the car that Enzo Ferrari himself designed. Yeah, the Ferrari, the California. That's just unfortunate. That's sacrilege, man. Yeah, man. That's sacrilege. I I don't actually know why they're replacing it. I mean, I guess it's kind of old, but like even well, then, I mean, it's not. They're not fucking Chrysler. They're they're not going out and replacing the fucking the Ferrari Enzo. True. I don't know why they'd ever replace that though, unless they just meant like something a billion times better. I mean, which is hard. It's hard to beat. The FXXK. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the Portofino is what the replacement. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, I know that one. I know that one. I. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's a Ferrari. You know and. And most most Ferraris are at least decent. Yeah. Like, but okay, weird opinion though. I think the Bentley Continental GT, the new one that just came out, is better. If you've seen it, I don't know if you. I have. actually I haven't no, because I don't really I don't really follow Bentley that much. Um, yeah, I, I don't blame something, you. Something something about like really... you know stuffy British people. Yeah. Like, it's just... I mean, if you want to follow British cars, you go for Jag or Mini, I guess. Or Land Rover. I'd rather go for... I actually, um... I think it was two two days ago, um... As I was heading to grab some gas, um, you know, on my lunch break from work, I saw an F-Type. And... I think that was the first time I'd seen an F-Type in in person. Um, F types are pretty slick looking, pretty slick looking cars, man. They're, 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 they're. they they are. I'll go on that, but like, I don't know. I've seen one or two here in the Carrier All area. Yeah, and like, I have heard weird things about their qualities. Like, I heard that one guy was out of town for a few days who owned one, and like he came back and the thing was dead. <laughs> like, like two or three days, dead battery. <laughs> And that's 
I think that's just the problem though with a lot of modern cars, like we talked about in the intro. Yeah. Like, um, it's a known problem, or not a problem, but just a thing, I guess, with like like the ZL1 Camaro or just any Camaro, that if you don't drive it for a few days, it's gonna die on you. Like it won't start up. I mean, so usually what people will do is like they have to plug in a charger pack or something and just let it sit uh, when they can drive. Why it. don't they just like disconnect the battery? Yeah, dude. Why don't they just do that? <laughs> don't all super fast cars come with fucking battery shutoff switches? Like what? No, but it's so weird. Um, it's a weird thing. So, okay. I, this is like older, right? But I swear, I swear on everything I know that the, the first day I drove my Lancer, I saw a Ferrari LaFerrari. I swear I saw a LaFerrari. And I'm not saying that because like, <laughs> I saw a Ferrari and all Ferraris are LaFerraris. I'm saying like, if you're a car guy, you know what a La Ferrari looks like. And that that Ferrari looked like a fucking it looked like a Arctic white La Ferrari. Thing was gorgeous. That actually reminds me of something too. I was driving around about a month or two ago. Yeah. And this is isn't as cool as a La Ferrari because oh my god, that's that had to be insane to see in person because it's like I Holy busted shit. a I'm thousand nuts. You're, you're like, I'm seeing an automotive icon in person. Like, that's insane. Like, but I saw a, I saw a Ferrari 458 Italia in my neighborhood like whoa. two months ago. That was pretty dope. Not gonna lie. That was, that was there was cool. one day I was driving um, I forget where I was driving to but I had my uh, my, my sibling in, in my car with me. This was back whenever I was still driving my Wrangler. Um, oh God. Shout out shout out to uh, Jeep the 97 Wrangler. Fucking sucks and you guys should stop making <laughs> cars. Um, fucking so yeah no that uh we're driving and i saw an audi r8 spider and spider, that's cool. that was also white there seems to be a thing like i'm not sure if it's the same person that just has a bunch of different like supercars but something about these white car these white supercars driving around fucking pittsburgh uh like i think it was like a month and a half ago I saw a, well, okay, this car being white isn't as rare, but it was a white i8. Yeah, I've seen, I think, one white i8 somewhere. Like, and I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of like, I kind of like the i8, but I think that it looks like the, the first gen i8. I'm not sure if they've come out with the revision yet, but the first gen i8 was nothing overly special apart from its design. Like, it wasn't as fast as it made itself out to be like it looks like a supercar but does not drive like one it drives like a sports well, car that's like a that's like a thing with a lot of cars i've noticed like some cars will look really sporty and really cool like for instance lexus but then they don't have the power or even like the specs to really back it up like the new baseline like, civics yeah, the new baseline exactly. Civics. They're 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 trying to make every Civic. Honda's trying to make every Civic look like a Type R, but 
they're not all type R's. And I'm not even a fan of the type R. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm I'm like the type R is it's it's got the performance, yeah. Like it's I'm not, I'm not going to say it's a slouch. It's, it's no slouch. It's it's a decent contender for like an entry level sports car. Uh if you want to get like a new sports car. But yeah. It's ugly in my opinion. I just <laughs> I, I don't blame you for that opinion whatsoever because I'm of the same opinion. I think mechanically speaking and performance speaking, it is a really cool car. And the fact that it's front-wheel drive and has no torque steer because of the way that they, I don't know, laid out how the wheels and the tires work in that car. Yeah. I think that's fucking awesome. But holy shit, whoever like was designing it needed to like stop before he added 20 spoilers to it. <laughs> Like, like, like multi-spoiler it, it cars, looks- I'm, you know, like, I listen, I'm not going to say that I don't like any multi-spoiler car because my favorite car has fucking two wings in the back. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, the Zonda Revolution. It's got, you know, your big main wing, and then it's got a little tiny little wing <laughs> hanging out in the middle. It's just chilling there. and It's like... It's like if you took a Lexus RX, like a new one, mm. took it to like I don't know, like AutoZone, and just tacked on as much like aftermarket stuff as you could <laughs> onto it. But it also has the performance to match like the look too. It, it's it's so weird looking. It's like if, if and, someone like got you know like started out their their car loving journey as a ricer and then was like, I'm gonna keep this riced out shitmobile, but I'm actually gonna like do a proper <laughs> tune on it. And so it it looks like garbage, sounds like garbage, doesn't perform like garbage though. Oh, that actually reminds me of something. I was or not like recently, but a while back, like a few months ago, I watched some video of these guys where they took a a Geo Tracker or Geo Prism, one of the two, yeah. and they put they put a turbo on it. But they didn't put a turbo on it to make it faster. They just put a turbo on it to make it sound cool when they were driving it around. So they had this beater geo that they're driving around and it's making like it's making almost like vape noises and it's it's hilarious <laughs> vape noises yeah that's kind of what it sounded like it was hilarious hey hey i i like you got all the fucking kids at like high school they're like yo i hear fucking jewel you hear a jewel bro like i hear a jewel like this is a jewel <laughs> and then the car drives past and it's like yo that jewel has wheels and it's a car <laughs> I can vape out of the exhaust. <laughs> hey man, you got, some, you got some of that dank carbon monoxide. Like I need my, I need my, I need my Nox, bro. <laughs> man, talking about vapes though, like, what's your opinion on modern Subaru? Um. Uh, okay, I like some new Subarus, like. The new, the newer, you know, STIs, they're still, they're still decently quick, but they kind of, they've kind of lost their edge. I think in my opinion, Subaru is one of those brands, like we talked about earlier, that's kind of like, doesn't know what they're like trying to do or what they want to do right now. They're kind of all over the place because like you have their crossovers that are like off-roaders but not really because they have cvts in them except for the cross track you can get a manual in 
But, like, they have CVTs in them, and you can't do anything off-road with a CVT. Like, I I don't what do you get mean? that. I know why they put CVTs What do you mean you can't do any off-roading with your CVT? CVTs are great, man. CVTs are the best, you know? It's just, it's just it doesn't even have any proper gears. It's a, it's a CVT. What you, what's wrong with the CVT? It's a CVT. I've owned a CVT, and it didn't break for the six months I rented it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, but, like, I I don't I don't get what they're doing with not even just their crossovers, but that's one aspect of it. Another aspect is like I think my favorite car from Subaru right now is the BRZ, but even that one doesn't really do it for me I entirely mean, because like it's a rear wheel drive car, but it's made by Subaru. Like, isn't Subaru supposed to be all wheel yeah. drive? They have that amazing all wheel drive. Okay. Like what what is that but about? The best all wheel drive is found on like an Evo. Like they That's went true. super That's Mitsubishi went super hard in the we the uh all wheel drive system for their their last gen Evo. And I really I someday I want to get a, a an Evo ten um because of that all wheel drive system and then I wanna, you know, do all the upgrades to it to actually make it, you know, perform like an Evo should. Uh because the Evo ten it's got the aggressive styling. It's definitely quicker than than like an ES. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it's it's not as as fast out of the factory as older Evos were. Um, and you know, everyone's like, "Yeah, dude, the fucking Evo's slow." It's like, well, yeah, it's maybe, but it's still a solid tuner platform. Like, you wanna, you wanna make a, a, an impressive car. You can start with a baseline Evo Ten and then fucking get that thing up to where you want it to be. Like, it's not gonna be like the the Mark IV Supra, where you could, you know, just stock engine just you know up the boost to like yeah like 30 billion psi and that that engine block's not even going to show a fucking hairline fracture um but that also is like toyota quality and like mitsubishi has really good quality too but man like i'm not a toyota fanboy by any means but i do have to admit toyota is pretty much like indestructible toyota like there's very few cars that will die but it's usually like the weird cheap obscure ones that they don't really put much money we'll in. be talking about toyota uh here in a little bit um because there's 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 a nice there's a nice little 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 thing that uh i figured we should definitely cover on on episode one of the coil cast um and you you guys listening if you fucking know you already know, like you, it's got to get covered on the inaugural episode of this this podcast because it's not the hottest topic anymore, <laughs> but it's definitely it's definitely still up there in 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 notoriety and will be until I think well after its release. Like once that car gets released, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hot topic again. It's about the Toyota Sequoia TRD Pro, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Gotta get that TRD Pro. <laughs> Actually, no. We were gonna talk about we're we're talking about the uh, the new uh, twenty twenty Prius. Oh yeah, the all wheel drive Prius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
that's literally all I know about that car is that it's going to have all-wheel drive and it's the only thing different about it's, it. The styling is... It's, it's still a <laughs> fucking Prius. I saw it at the car show. Like, I looked at it for, like, a few seconds and I saw this dude, like, looking at it, like, with a fucking raging heart on. And I'm like, my good man, you, <laughs> you, you walked in, didn't even walk around downstairs, did you? You just came straight up here just to bust a nut on the fucking Prius. <laughs> that's 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 the kind of person you can tell goes to those car shows to look at the fucking grocery getters and be like yeah yeah this is a nice car meanwhile i was i was there okay there's this one car that i saw there that i didn't discuss in uh on grim cash but i feel like you know we can we can we can talk a bit more here because uh it's the coil cast and it's all about cars there was this one lambo um and I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was a Huracan, I think. I don't know. I could barely see the body uh, style of it because, see, that thing was just a void. Okay? <laughs> like, yeah. that's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the, yellow break. the void that I showed you. Yeah, like, the thing was just <laughs> a void, man. <laughs> like, you, you, you looked at it, right? You had... You had the little small lines of light coming off the reflection, but other than that, it was like gazing into the abyss. Dude, it was a black hole with just yellow accents on it because of those bright calipers. Yeah. It was it was a, a it was a void with four bananas in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. Would you like to eat some of the void bananas? They are very nutritious. That's where um where Donkey Kong lives. Yeah. But yeah, actually, that reminds me of something. Did you see Doug DeMuro's recent video on uh, the SVJ? I did not, no. I actually haven't been following Doug DeMuro as much as I need to. Yeah, I I kind of have been. He's been the only channel I've been really watching lately because, I don't know, at least to me, there's not been a lot in car news. I mean, we have some stuff to talk about later. But yeah. I personally haven't really been following a lot lately because it's, we're kind of in a dry season, at least in my opinion. Well, for like, I mean, you know, the big, the main things for, you know, car culture are like Geneva, which I think we, we, we just missed Geneva by a few months. Um, yeah, probably. That was, that was a few months ago. Yeah. And, you know, Geneva is like, this year we, we got to cover the Geneva, <laughs> like everything from Geneva because... Yeah. that's that's the big one like that's that's the one where everyone's like we're gonna show you all the newest coolest shit we got you know that's where like fucking if you have pagani at your fucking convention it's probably gonna be good because uh shout yeah. out <laughs> shout out to pagani you guys are awesome and everything apart from the og huayra is great even the OG Huayra, though, yeah. is still an impressive car. Like, it's faster than any supercar, but it's still, like, slower than most hypercars. The Huayra BC, I think, is pretty cool, though. Yeah. Like, the exterior, exterior styling of the Huayra BC is, uh, is, a pretty, is a pretty, you know, like, it, it, it takes the, the OG Huayra and makes it actually look foreboding and intimidating, which is one of the things that I loved about the Zondas. Like, that car... Looks like it wants to eat the road. <laughs> yeah. 
I feel like that way too about weirdly enough like Camaros at least like the one that was outgoing like design wise because yeah. something about that front grill it's just got like a huge mouth and that's not really special I guess just to the Camaro because almost every car is doing that now with grills they have like giant mouths on their cars now like huge the, mouths and this is a weird one to reference but like the new Toyota Avalon does that too yeah and it's so weird looking. it's like your Avalon looks aggressive but it's just an Avalon <laughs> it's still you're still it you're gonna look real fucking cool driving to Sam's Club with your family <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you're not gonna and look I cool anywhere else it's it's crazy. Oh, and speaking of SUVs and car shows, um, I know you went to that one in Pittsburgh, which was a lot cooler than the one I went to yeah. here. Because the one here, there was literally nothing cool at mine. There was like, like what was there? The coolest thing to me there, which was that year, then you hated it, was the Wrangler. Like uh, the Wrangler pickup. The, the fucking like, Gladiator. That was, that was the coolest thing at my car That's show. That's fucking depressing. That, like, like, let me think. Like, we There were sports cars at mine, but they were ones that had been around forever. There was, like, a Grand Sport Corvette, which is cool, but, like, I've looked at three of those with my dad because he almost bought one of those. I saw the new Camaro, like, the facelifted one. That's ugly. Um, oh, as a meme, I sat in the, uh, the new Chevy Blazer. Yeah. Because I wanted to see, like, the, I, I heard a meme, or not a meme, but, like, uh, on, on one of the review channels I was watching, a bunch of people in the studio had driven the Blazer, and they were all critiquing it on the same thing, and they were saying that there's this little strip in the middle of the infotainment area where, like, you can't see the buttons, no matter what your seating position is. And I tried it out to see if they were right, because I thought, if so, that's that's hilarious that they totally did that. But... I didn't have an issue with it, so I don't know what they were talking about. Well, you know. Still, it's funny. I sat in it's a fucking funny. Kia Stinger GT, and I, I, you know, you, you sit in a car with paddles. You're gonna, you're gonna give those paddles a nice, a nice touch. You're gonna give them a touch because yeah. you know it's it's paddles. You don't, you don't get it. You don't get in a car with paddles and not want to just give them a little, little, little touch. And so I did. That's with the manual. Absolutely <laughs> no click to those paddles whatsoever. I was sorely disappointed. They didn't even that is a they didn't have any any snap nothing. It was just it's just it was just sad. It was just sad. Oh, you know what also disappointed me? Now that I think about it, um, so Hyundai and Kia were at my show, but Genesis wasn't. And Genesis was the Korean brand I was hoping was going to be there because I still haven't, like, I don't think we have a Genesis dealership around here yet. Or maybe we do. I, I don't remember. Dude, I don't even but see like, Genesis, like, driving on the roads. It's all, the only the only Korean manufacturers I see are Kia and Hyundai. Because, like, I see, I see quite a few Genesis around here, whether they're the old Hyundai Genesis or they're, like, the new ones. And they look pretty nice, I guess. But what I wanted to see was if anyone, like dealer, dealership-wise, had a G70 with the manual because they're actually offering the G70, which is like a smaller Kia Stinger, but just in a sedan, not like a liftback, yeah. with a manual and a four-cylinder turbo engine. 
Well, and that's actually pretty cool. To I me. mean, the Stinger has a twin turbo V6, which I mean, I see. I'd want to get that car if if that car came in manual or had some, you know, like actual proper like clicky paddles. I'd probably I'd probably buy that car um, like in a few years whenever I can afford it, because. First off, yes, okay, it's Kia, right? Like Kia is not really known for making sporty cars, um, considering they've got they've got such such uh, sporty gems as the Sportage. <laughs> And the fucking Forte. And we can't forget the single fastest car in all of history, the Kia Soul. Oh, yeah, the best one. The best one. Actually, okay, so the Kia Soul could be sportier if they offered the manual option and the turbo engine. Because I've seen guys drive the turbo one, and the turbo one is actually pretty fun to drive from what I hear. Yeah. Uh, from the one I drove, I didn't. I drove. I test drove one once when my, when I still have my X3, because we were just seeing if it was actually going to be cheaper for me to own a Kia than a Beamer, and I drove an auto, uh, natural aspirated four cylinder. Oh my god, that thing! Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> it was fucking slow, dude. Those cars. First off, those things are fucking cubes. They're just cubes. Yeah. They're slightly rounded, but they're, you're driving around in a box. And you know what's not great for aerodynamics? Box-shaped things. <laughs> you want something I mean, sleeker. I like that's, why, that's why I like sedans more than I like SUVs. That's why I like... Because, you know, my Tiburon, right? Tiburons, those are decently aerodynamic little cars. I definitely like both because i like cars and i also like trucks like i would be the type of person that wouldn't mind owning like if i had the money and everything if i owned like a g-wagon i would drive the shit out of a g-wagon see i i think there i would only really own a truck to um to tow um my tiburon around whenever i get to that point where my tiburon is no longer street legal because it's been modded to that point <laughs> it's just not even drift missile i'm just talking straight up track beast because that's what i want my that car to be because once i get that car to that point it's gonna be it's gonna be a sleeper because you know like everyone's gonna be like ah oh, man look at this kid he's driving around in a hyundai tiburon he's he probably thinks yep i bought a sports car now i'm gonna be really fast nope I'm going to hit the, I'm going to, they're going to like walk around and they're going to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> this guy's done a mid-engine conversion. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. That mid, that is, that is not a V6. That is not a V6. Where did he even, how did he manage to fit a V12? Oh Jesus. <laughs> how did he manage to fit the AMG V12 in a Tiburon? I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to fucking find a way to put the same AMG V12 that they put in the Zonda Revolution into my Tiburon, and I'm going to I'm going to track that thing, and it's it. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh Jesus Christ, this kid is insane." I'm gonna this kid. This has given me an interesting idea now. So, okay, you know how um 
Volkswagen and Ford recently like has have a partnership now to make trucks or whatever. And, and then Ford shit the bag and fucking stopped making yeah. yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. No, but like also Volkswagen owns like fucking five to ten different brands and then like then you have the Nissan, Renault, and Mercedes uh Mercury that's still a thing. What if uh Kia, Hyundai, Genesis somehow got into a partnership with Mercedes? And they made a new supercar that was a, uh, that was I don't know like Genesis badged or something, <laughs> and they put the AMG V12 in it. That would be. They made a mid-engine. V12. That would be the stupidest shit, and I would love it. I would, I would too, because it would be like better quality than like a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, okay. On the market I'll right say, now. I will say this about Kia: their their interiors are decent. Like they're not terrible um the the only thing about all these new cars though is like they're all after looks right and everything's plastic there's you know like even the leather nowadays is mostly just fake leather and it's like okay cool you know that's yeah okay i understand we have to you know think about costs and if everything had, you know, like real leather, real wood, you know, real metal and, you know, like everything that looks like carbon fiber was actually carbon fiber, things would start to get pretty pricey. But it's even starting yeah. to extend into more expensive cars, how they have like cheap, shitty interiors, unless we're talking supercars. And then, you know, like supercars are all Alcantara instead of suede. Yeah. I mean, like, that's a complaint I see a lot of reviewers give, like, like muscle cars, for instance, because, like, everything's also astronomically really expensive now. Yep. Like, a cheap car nowadays, like, for a new car, is, like, 25 grand, yeah. maybe. And that's pretty fucking ridiculous when you think about it. But, like, like, um, what's a good example? Like, uh, the Camaro. People give the Camaro a lot of shit for not having an interior that really backs up the price, because... Say you buy an SS Camaro, that's like, that's 50 grand, I think, starting. Yeah. And you still have, like, a pretty cheap interior. And not that cheap is bad, but, like, in, at least in GM terminology, cheap usually means, oh, yeah, this is going to rattle and shake pretty soon. And, you know, for that price tag, that's that's ridiculous. I'm already dealing with some rattles and shakes in my Tiburon, which, okay, to be fair, right, it's, you know, the car is, like, uh it's 15 it's 15 years old but see for being 15 years old though um my tiburon is in great condition it's in yeah the only thing that needed fixing was the uh the clutch that time i drove it yeah and the clutch still needs still needs fixing um but you know it's it's working it's just slipping a little bit Mm, yeah that that needs to be repaired Um, um, that's better, arguably though, than my car because my car, the emergency brake needs to be fixed because it doesn't really grab unless you pull it really hard and really high up. My emergency brake was fixed before I came down, um, and I was actually kind of surprised with how simple that repair was—just a few bolts, um, most most all the same size too, just you know, a few bolts. The only real issue I had was there's this one bracket right right behind um the the little ports where the 
uh, cable goes through and, you know, connects to the fucking the the actual handle and, you know, that sort of mechanism there. Um, yeah, that there's this one bracket right behind there that is just really kind of flimsy and bends easily under torque. Um, so that was just a pain to get loosened. Um, and then getting everything tightened back up again was equally a pain because that bracket, everything has to line up with that bracket because that single bracket holds, uh, both sides, you know, both, both cables in place. Um, and so, you know, you had to line up one bolt with fucking three holes and the, those cables don't really, don't really like to move around that much. So you had to really kind of force it in there and I got it, but that, that fix took like four hours. Yeah. I had a similar thing, not really with the emergency brake, but I had, let me think what I've had to go wrong in my car. I've had, oh, I had um some bulbs go out yeah. and I have the higher uh, LEDs. So like that was, that was a bit of a bitch to fix because my car doesn't have like standard headlights. I I've noticed it has that, those headlights that track where you move your um, steering wheel. Oh uh, man. Rotating oh. headlights. Yeah. Yum, yum. So that'll be a bitch when they break. My my grandma's work, my grandma but... has a Volvo. I think it's hang on. Uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna look it up real quick and convert. Yeah, I my grandma has. I think it's a Volvo XC90 T6. And that has that has those those kind of headlights in it. And I mean, okay, it's it's a nice car inside, though. Like, it's it's really nice, um, you know, to sit in. It's I can't see it as something I would own personally, because is it it a new one or is it the old one? It's it's a newer one. Um, She's had it for a few a few years now, but um, it's it's. I think it's like 20, I want to say 2013, 2014. Um, so mm. not overly old. Like, I've not really heard good things about, at least in the newer ones with their new like touchscreen stuff. I've not heard very good things about the reliability and functionality with that. Um, but even with that being said, there is like one car I would own from Volvo if I could. Or actually, no, there's two, I think, that I would consider owning from Volvo. And they're weird, I guess, because they're like the standard whatever cars. But it's um, of newer ones. I think, and this is like very millennial to say, the XC40 is pretty good. Yeah. Because, like, um, I don't need a ton of a car, I guess, if I were to get a new car. And that wouldn't be a bad one to get into. Because then I have all wheel drive and whatever and good space. Yeah. And then, because I'm I I really love wagons. Wagons have always been one of my favorite things to drive in. Um, the they just came out with the V60, but cross country, so it's like lifted a little bit. Yum yum. Like that's pretty. Cool. Little bit, little bit higher, so that all the old people can't get in it. 
Yeah, exactly. Actually, no, so that the old people can get in it. Old people love crossovers nowadays. They can just, like, slide in. It's not like with cars you have to, like, lower yourself to get in. My, uh, my grandparents would not be able to get into uh, my old Jeep at all. Um, <laughs> really? No. Okay, do you remember how fucking high that thing was? No, I think I knew you after you got rid of the Jeep. No, you definitely knew me while I still had it. Um, You might not have gotten into it. You came down in it. Yeah. You came down when it was. Yeah, yeah. I remember that now. That fucking thing was a piece of garbage, and I hate it. (laughs) But um, it was really, really, like, it wasn't overly super crazy high up. But not only was it running on, you know, bigger wheels and tires, um, which obviously increased the ground clearance for off-roading. And, you know, it was was cool for that, but I never took it off-roading except for once. Um, And it, it, uh, it had itself a little, a little lip, right, right by, you know, like where the door was. Just this little, like, it wasn't even little. It was like three or four inches above where the floor was. So you had to lift your legs over that lip and then, you know, put them down onto the floor. And it was just, it was just a pain in the ass to get into that car. And on top of that, the clutch pedal, you know, you had to push it like a mile and a half in order to, uh, in order to, you know, push it fully. And I'm just not a huge fan of those really long travel clutch pedals. I much prefer having a small little, uh, like little sedans with their, you know, clutch pedals that you push them like half a foot and you're good. You like the heel toe shift? I, cause I feel you could a lot. Dude, I heel toe all the time. <laughs> Um, it's, it's so much fun and it sounds cool. And it's also, you know, uh, apparently good for your car. So, you know, it's a win, 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 win. Oh, but talking about Jeeps, I have to talk. I have to tell you about some of the Jeeps I drove when I worked at CarMax. Oh man. Oh my God. You they probably have some, you probably have some good horror stories. So we, I drove one there, a Wrangler that had a, um, what was the, what was it called though? You know, beer taps and how they have those handles. Yeah. Some guy took the handle off of a beer tap and put it on his shifter, on his manual shifter. That is <laughs> the single most Jeep owner thing I could think of like doing. Um, and it was amazing and stupid. I could imagine <laughs> me telling my mom about that and her doing that with in her Jeep. <laughs> Cuz uh for Yeah. For those of you listening, my mom is a huge Jeep Wrangler fan. She has a 2015 Jeep Wrangler. Um and you know, she she bought it new off the lot and all this stuff and she's been really happy about it and has done a few modifications to it ever since. It's it's like her pride and joy. And, you know, like, while I might not like Jeep Wranglers myself, you know, like, hey, man, you know, it's, it's cool that she has because that's her dream car and she has it and she's really happy about it. Um, she should have waited a few years for the new one, for the JL. Yeah, she wanted her. I'm not a Wrangler fan, but like I 
do like the JLs more for some reason. I think it's just because they're more like forgiving and easy to drive from what I can tell. Well, I mean, but I'm Jeep Wranglers are notoriously unforgiving, and I think that's one of the things that Mom likes about it is like you know, like you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be good. You gotta be good to drive it. You you can't drive this car. Get good. Yeah, pretty much. Um. That's kind of. I also am in the same ballpark though with you with driving jeeps like manual jeeps because their clutches are really bad, yeah. and I don't know what it is. It's just something about driving them is never fun. I had more fun driving an Xterra than I did a Wrangler, and I think an Xterra is about the closest thing I could compare a Wrangler to. Yeah. Um. But the only bad thing I I drove an Xterra once at work or at Carmax, and like the only thing I'll say about those things is that if you're not careful you can easily tip one of those things over because of how like top heavy they are yeah it's hilarious um but that's not even my favorite like off-road vehicle i ever drove at, at uh, carmax my favorite one was we had a f350 come through that was like two stories tall because of how lifted <laughs> it was i had to jump up and climb into it to get into you had, it you had and to use that like was... a, a ladder to get into it one of those that, it was probably like one of those. Yeah. And like it almost scraped the top of the uh the the auction or the auction um house cuz the way we had it was it was like a circuit that would go through the um the lot and you come through and there would just be this opening that you would go through where they would do the auction. And like I swear it almost scraped it was hilarious. For those at home listening, uh, could you describe how like tall, like how much clearance was there? Would you would you imagine? Um, I think I had probably at best six to eight inches of like. Oh no, I'm talking like Florida ground thing. Florida, Florida ground. Oh, Florida ground. Yeah. Um, Florida, Florida ceiling. Probably about seven feet. Okay. Maybe Jeez. seven and a half feet. It was that tall. Like, no joke. It was hilarious. That's that's not a small car. <laughs> no, not at all. I... And the only other thing that came close to it was we had a Hummer H2 come through, I think, or H3, one of the two. Yeah, it was, I think it was a smaller one, but someone jacked it up. And that one... Might have been harder to get into because Hummers aren't really that comfortable to climb into, from what I've experienced. Well, my mom actually was looking at a Hummer once, um, and this this was back whenever she sort of kind of had a thing for Hummers, but after that, she hated them. And it's probably a good thing because I don't really hear good things about Hummers. I hear they're super unreliable, just unnecessarily expensive. Don't drive well. I'll give horrible fuel efficiency. I'll give, Hummers, I'll give Hummers one thing: their GM cars and their transmissions and engines are about the best thing in them, and that makes them slightly more reliable than a Land Rover. I'll give them that much. Slightly, like Land Rovers. Land Rovers are awful, especially if you buy a used Discovery. Just. Don't. Okay. You're gonna spend like what you bought that. I moved for. into my into my like permanent house in North Carolina. 
um, in like 2010, 2009, somewhere around there. I think it was actually like yeah, uh, late 2009. Um, and, you know, my neighbors across the street had an old Land Rover. I forget exactly which one, but, you know, it's it's that Land Rover. <laughs> um, and it yeah. was it was uh, just sitting there for years and years and years. And then they started to work on it. And I can I swear it took them like two years of fixing this and fixing that and adjusting this and uh, swapping that. And it it uh, thing was a mess, man. It was a mess. They took out the dash. They pretty much gutted that car during the repair process on it. And I think it wasn't just one thing wrong with it. I think the entire car just shat the bed and it just fucking gave up. Um, and I mean, like, have you seen, uh, not to cut you off, but have you seen Doug DeMiro on his ownership of having a Land Rover? No. He owned a Land Rover that he bought from CarMax back before they changed their policy on like how long a warranty you can get. Yeah, and so he had the thing under warranty, and he owned it for about four or five years. And Carmax spent so much money repairing that car, like they had to repair it multiple times for the same thing. Like that's crazy to me. I mean, Land Rover, Land Rover. You guys, yeah. you guys, you guys in the UK need to just stick to McLaren and Mini. Um, maybe just McLaren. <laughs> Even Mini has its problems. Yeah, maybe just McLaren. Give up, England. McLaren, you, you, <laughs> you, you, you're peaking at McLaren. Stop. Everything else needs to stop. Same goes to you in America, Ford. Give up. <laughs> True. Stop. <laughs> we don't need you to stop making every fucking, every car that... It's time to stop. <laughs> it, it's time to stop. You guys... Oh, man. Gotta love Ford. Oh, hey, talking about American cars, though. Controversial opinion here. Not really. I have this weird idea that could probably make Chrysler become an actually good company, like her car brand, I mean, again. And it involves them dropping the name Chrysler altogether and replacing it with Plymouth. Because Plymouth actually made cool shit back in the day. Like, they made a few muscle cars. Okay, but then... Like, the Plymouth... But then... The Plymouth name would be tainted. Well, I don't mean like reuse it on the same shit. <laughs> like you take the Chrysler Pacifica and you just make it the new Dodge Grand Caravan like they should have done like two years ago already. And you get rid of the Dodge Journey because that thing is a piece of shit. No one likes it anyway. Um, and then you you bring back the Plymouth Prowler for one. <laughs> one of the best cars ever made. <laughs> And then you add in other stuff because that that brand just needs more under it. You know that that's one problem with Chrysler too because they don't have a crossover. You know what Chrysler needs? Chrysler needs to stop to being the EA of car manufacturers. <laughs> they need to stop be because that's what they are, man. They are the EA of auto manufacturing, and it's. I mean, it's it's true, but it's also not true because of. Mopar and SRT, at least in my opinion, SRT products actually make them worth it, and in some ways more worth it than the other two American. Okay, 
But you can't build an entire brand off of one thing. Yeah, that's true. Like, all they have, at least in my opinion, going for them, they have the entire Jeep lineup, which I don't really like anyway, but it makes some money, whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, a um, lot of people love Jeeps. I've got, I've got like, two neighbors, well, three neighbors that have, um, like, fucking Jeep Cherokees, the new ones with the tiny little slit headlights. No. Yep. Including my neighbors, two houses up the road from me. Um, and then there's like a, a, a why, couple Wranglers. Why does everybody in Pittsburgh I mean, I get the Wrangler because the Wrangler is an American icon. That's kind of a different thing. Yeah. But why the Cherokee? Why that of all things? I don't know. Like, I don't know. It seems like a really popular car. And I mean, I've never gotten into one. Maybe the interior is really nice in those things. I don't know. I don't care. I fucking, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Jeep anyways. And I'd. If I were to have an American car, it would probably be like if we're talking like out of all the cars, I'd 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 probably get a Ford GT. I about to say it's either a Ford GT or a Corvette for you. Yeah, it's probably I'd I'd rather get a Ford GT. Um don't get me wrong, the Corvette's really cool, and I'd love to have one of those too. And hell, if I could afford a Ford GT, I could probably afford both easily. Um, but the be your daily, the 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 vet would be my daily, <laughs> and the GT would be my special occasion thing. Um, your weekend, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a nice sunny Sunday drive. <laughs> um, but no. Um, I just, I'm not really a huge, you know, fan of a lot of, a lot of domestic cars. Um, yeah, Hennessy's cool. Um, but I can't, I just, I don't really care that much for Hennessy because Hennessy tr- kind of seems like America trying to be like, you know what would improve Lotus as a brand? Big engines. <laughs> that's basically what they do yeah. and I, I'm with you there with the domestic stuff because like I kind of like I like some domestics but like I can name every domestic that I like it's it's kind of that easy whereas like as far as like Japanese and German cars go and I guess even Korean well, but mostly Japanese and international. German I could name those more though yeah, international. Yeah. Like international cars, I can name so many international cars I that I that I like and even more that I'm not necessarily a huge fan of, but respect like, you know, Koenigsegg as a whole. I'm not really a huge fan of their styling. It's just kind of off to me, but I respect Koenigsegg immensely for their performance especially. Um you know, and, and yeah. Koenigsegg is kind of like if you take, you know, the, the concept of Pagani and then make it in, what's it, Sweden? Or do they, I think there's, yeah, like yeah I think they're, I think they're, Swedish. I think they're Swedish. Um, you know, because it's kind of like the same thing, right? Like, um, Koenigsegg doesn't have a whole bunch of different, you know, whole bunch of different cars. They've got, you know, different models, but then 
they've got, you know, sort of a split within the model of like, okay, you've got the Koenigsegg Ajira, and then you've got the fucking Koenigsegg one-to-one, and then you've got this, that, and the other. I'm not <laughs> huge on Koenigsegg. These names sound like smart. They sound like smart for two. <laughs> I mean, but Koenigsegg cars are fucking fast. <laughs> like they're crazy fast. Yeah, they, they actually have cool yeah. shit. I'm just saying, like, like I I don't really listen or really think about the names too much when I look at them. And then hearing them out loud, I'm just like, wow, this sounds like smart or Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's a Koenigsegg, so it's got performance. And actually, I think it's I think Koenigsegg, too. unlike Pagani, I think Koenigsegg actually does make their own engines too. Um. Which, yeah, I think so. Yeah, which. Is one thing Koenigsegg has over Pagani, but Pagani uses, you know, AMG V12s designed for them. And you know if those cars were designed for them, Horacio was in that office as they were designing it, making sure that it was up to his standards. Because that's yeah, just exactly. that's just the kind of man Horacio Pagani is. He's not he's not like he's not gonna go around and say Oh yeah, it's an AMG that, you know, it'll be fine. No, he's going to be like, all right, well, what'd you got? And then he'll be like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. Change this, change this. I like this. I like this. This is cool. You can leave this. Um, you know, like he, he's very involved in the design process of every single thing that goes into his cars, every single thing. And if you watch the video, um, like how it's made supercars on the Huayra, Every single component, all the way down to the wheel hubs, is is just completely and totally um, done in collaboration with with Mister Pagani, and uh, that is that's, that's one thing that I can say. You know, is, is one of the reasons why I have so much love for Pagani is they don't they don't just throw cars out there like any old thing you know they actually put in real effort to the design and production of every single car and then all the way down to the manufacturing i'm not sure if you know this but um you know how carbon fiber has those you know those stripes on it because of the pattern of the weave right yeah yeah you weave it. pagani is so intense about how those like cars are made that if the stripes between each panel do not line up, that 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 panel is rejected because it has to. I mean, that's better quality control than Tesla. Yeah, Pagani. <laughs> okay, I think if you want to get your car like to have insane quality control, you get Horacio Pagani, and um, I don't know how to pronounce his first name, but you know, Toyota like Mr. Toyota. Um, and then you bring them both into a room and you have them work together on making a car. And that thing will have some of the highest quality parts ever because of, you know, and, and some of the most just amazing aesthetics ever because you got Mr. Pagani. And then on the other side of things, it'll also be the most reliable fucking car you've ever fucking driven because of Mr. Toyota. And it'll 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 just that car would be probably the most the most 
amazing car <laughs> ever because both of them look for perfection <laughs> in different areas and those different areas combined would make the I hate to say it but it would make the perfect car <laughs> I mean you're not wrong also Mr. Toyota bring me a Supra <laughs> <laughs> um, but on 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 that note, speaking of Supras and, yeah. and, and other things as far as cars stuff is, let's let's talk about some news, man. Um, so Dude. Apple uh, put in a, a patent for an autonomous vehicle, uh, you know, system and all that stuff a little bit back. I'm not sure if you remember that. Um, and they're actually starting to to talk about that a little more. Um, and now they're talking about, um, you know, they're, they're, uh, doing stuff as far as the safety of this program is concerned. Um, and I think it's interesting that Apple of all companies would get into automotive stuff because they're an electronics, you know, like software thing. And yeah, a lot of automated, you know, like automotive, words a lot of (laughs) a lot of um self-driving cars let's just put it that way um uh you know it's very software based um but you know if apple's getting involved they're going to design and build their own car too so i have a question for you charlie do you want to buy an iCar no, because it won't have windows. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Your 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 windshield is just a giant retina display. <laughs> no, it's just like an Apple cutout. I would. There's there's no screen or anything. <laughs> it doesn't even look like a car. It's just the Apple logo, but 3D printed with wheels. So is this program just gonna be uh, Detroit become car, but with Apple? <laughs> I fucking hope so. <laughs> I love that. Can I, can I drive uh, Connor from that game <laughs> as a car? <laughs> but see, um, it's interesting, though, because what if Apple actually comes out with, like, one of the greatest automated, like, self-driving car systems out there? Um, and, you know, like, people can actually you know let the car drive itself and it'll actually navigate itself properly through traffic among pedestrians and all that sort of stuff because everyone's saying you know how like in a few years you know you you won't you won't even need to touch the steering wheel at all and you'll be able to like on long road trips you'll be able to take naps and all that stuff you'll be able to um you'll be able to have the car just drive itself around while you go on errands to save money on, you know, parking in the city. Um, you know, just imagine being able to, you know, like come out of your busy office job and then you summon your car to you. And, as, you know, like as you're walking out of the, you know, of the office building and as you walk out the front door, your car's just kind of chilling there waiting for you. And you can just hop in 
and tell the car to go home. And then you just kind of sit back and relax as the car drives you. Um, I love the, uh, the wording summons because to me, I, I just picture like you, you have a staff and you hit the ground and you perform a spell and all of a sudden uh, like a rift opens up in the ground and a car crawls out of it. <laughs> the car crawls um, out but, of it. Like, it grows arms and legs. Um, yeah, exactly. But no. no, but like I, I get like talking about here, and I think another thing that people are looking at this too is like, like especially with I think luxury uh, automotive uh, manufacturers like Cadillac and uh, Volvo, they've been trying automotive cars. I mean, uh, not automotive. Uh, they've been trying like automated cars as well, and it'll be interesting to see how Apple stacks up against, say, like Volvo, because Volvo's like come out and said like, yeah, we're gonna have cars that can pretty much drive themselves in the next like five years uh tesla's been working on it too and we've seen some of their failures too on that and like a, a wreck that happened a few months ago yeah when but the, the the car didn't even hit the uh the brakes like it just yeah. let the car just it, the car let itself careen into into another vehicle um and that sort of stuff really sheds a lot of doubt on the possibility of these new automated vehicles. And I'm not going to say I'm a huge fan of the concept because I'm a car guy. I like cars because I like driving them. Um, but, you know, the, the, the general market for, you know, like general consumers is not made of people like us. It's made of people who no, use their car as a way to get from point A to point B and, you know, back again. And um, that's all a car is to them. And, you know, that's a valid view to have. And, you know, if you have that view, um, then, hey, man, um, good for you. I like I like I like cars because I see cars as a way for me to, yes, obviously get from point A to point B but also to have fun, you know, like I, I don't want a car unless I can have fun in it. Um, and you know, that's part of the reason why a lot of people, cause people don't get off road vehicles just to drive them on the highway, unless you get an automatic Jeep Wrangler, in which case just get a Cherokee. You're, <laughs> you're already a good grand Cherokee, get a grand Cherokee, get the SRT, but put like off road wheels on it. And then you have an awesome, engine. yeah, but it's awesome. But um, <laughs> you know, like most people use their cars just for transportation, and so this sort of this sort of technology caters mostly to them. Um, and I will say, you know, there have been days when I've just been so fucking tired and exhausted from my day that I didn't want to drive myself home, but I had to because you know I wasn't just gonna. What was I going to do? Uber out of there? <laughs> um, no, you're going to back seat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but no, there have been some days whenever I've wanted to, you know, just tell my car to drive me home and have it do that on itself. Um, but, you know, like there are some people who just hate driving so much that they'd much rather have that. And, you know, I can kind of see that. Um and, you know, with automated vehicles, imagine in a few, like, obviously, you know, no time soon, but, you know, having the ability to have uh, your kids, right, wake up for school on a day that, you know, you happen to be off from work or something and you don't want to 
get up early and drive your kids to school and all that stuff. And then you, you know, your kid just tops in the car, tells the car to drive them to school. The car does that comes back and, you know, like plugs itself in because I can imagine by the time that happens, most, if not all cars will be pretty much fully electric. Um, or run on hydrogen fuel cells. <laughs> um, yeah. Which, hey, man, hydrogen fuel cells, you know, that's eco-friendly, really efficient once they actually get the technology to that point. Um, because, you know, it's, it's going to, the only emissions are going to be water. Ooh. Yeah. Water. Pretty much. Yes. <laughs> Man, water. that's just worst worst emission out there. Water, good old dihydrogen monoxide. Yeah, it's the number one killer. Yeah, dude. You know that one hundred percent of drownings are attributed to dihydrogen monoxide. Why are they putting that in your children's juice? <laughs> <laughs> um, your local psychology class. <laughs> um, no, but speaking. Uh, speaking of future technology, what what what? Let's talk about let's talk about some future technology. Next year, next year the Supra is gonna is gonna is gonna finally come out and and be be on the roads with us. The the new Supra. Um, now you and I have talked independently about the Supra um, and how it's in your opinion well okay you know what how about you just you just you just talk about it you just give your opinion and i'll give mine okay so my opinion of the supra is that it's in my opinion it's kind of another uh brz frs 86 situation but kind of different uh it's not a carbon copy of the z4 like everyone thought it was at first like i thought it was at first but there's still, to me at least, a lot of similarities between the two because they use like the same platform, obviously. Yeah. And if I had the money for either, I would probably pick the Z4 over it because the Z4 has a higher output engine because the Toyota one is detuned, I believe. And I don't know, just I I personally am not a huge fan of either car, but if I had to pick between either, I would probably go with the Z4. Is my stance on it. Okay. Um, in my opinion, I, I really, I really like it. Um, because yes, it's, you know, it shares some similarities to the Z4. Um, but so many people are saying it's a badge engineered car. And for those of you listening at home who might not know what badge engineering is, it's basically when one manufacturer takes a design from another manufacturer, slaps their own badge on it, gives it a different name, and calls it their car. Um, this is not that. Um, because from the start, right, the, the Supra and the Z4 were, you know, like, at in their... In their early, early stages, it was a collaborative effort between both Toyota and BMW um, in order to make a, uh, a sports car because, you know, Toyota, Toyota doesn't really have much as far as sports cars are concerned right now. Um, and 
So I, they were trying to get back into it. And the world's been crying and begging and pleading for a new Supra because, you know, after the Marks, the Mark four went away, Toyota kind of stopped <laughs> with, um, with, <laughs> with any sort of, you know, sports cars. Um, you didn't see anything zippy coming from, uh, the Toyota factory. And, you know, it's just, it's just one of those, one of those cars that, um, is kind of iconic, you know, the Supra, the Supra name, it, you know, has, it has, uh, something special to it. You know, it's got its, uh, notoriety, right. And, um, it's very much established itself as like one of the, one of the top tuner cars out there um you know because the mark four supra was that 2jz gte man you know that's 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 an engine that's a fucking engine um and while the new supra might not have a 3jz engine like everyone wanted um it still does have an engine that was designed um with this this new supra in mind um as you know as well as to share itself with the Z4. Um, but, you know, the two cars, uh, driving-wise, very different. Very different. And and I think we can all agree, hashtag at Mitsubishi, at least it's not a crossover. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, it's still a definite supercar, or not supercar, fuck. No, not even close. It's still a definite sports car. Um, yeah, and, and you know, that's, I would buy a Supra, um, over the new Z4, because first off, I'm not the, the biggest fan of Z4s. Um, like they're, they're cool. Yeah. I'll give them that, but I couldn't see myself buying a Z4, be it the new one or the older ones. Um, but I just, I have a thing about, uh, Japanese cars and um you know the the new Supra earlier stage designed as a collaboration but you know in its uh later stages you know from like mid production to final production was all done by Toyota independent of BMW like they had absolutely nothing to do with each other during those stages um so you know the Supra is still to me despite sharing some parts um more a toyota car than a bmw car um just because just because the cars share chassis and you know drivetrains doesn't mean they're the same car <laughs> cuz so yeah. many the only thing i'm really disappointed on both ends with this though is that there is no manual option for either I've heard talks about one for the Supra, but in this day and age with cars, I kind of doubt they're going to put a manual in either. Okay, but what if they were to, you know, do something? Because manual is, it's great, right? Like, neither you nor I are going to deny that because, obviously, the two of us both own manual cars and love driving them so much. Um. 
but you know, for a track focused car, if you want to get the quickest lap times, you're going to get something with paddles or a sequential. That's just, yeah, you're going to, you know, quicker shift times mean you're going to waste less time um, between shifts and you're going to, you know, have more time accelerating. That's just, that's just the facts. Um, Yeah. So, you know, for, I, I can see them releasing something with paddles that has really quick shift times. Um, and I actually think that... What is it right now? Is, is it a automatic or is it a DSG right I think it's an automatic. Okay. I could see them making a DSG then, like you're saying, with paddles. Yeah. Or just something where you can manually change yeah, gears. Yeah, like something along those it's lines. not just a traditional manual shift. Not gear. a CVT. <laughs> Well, yeah, not no. a CV. Not even BMW. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're pretty much time safe BMW there. ever made a they learned their lesson. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty much safe there. Um. Actually, even in all fairness to Toyota, they don't really dabble in CVTs either, which I think is pretty cool because a lot of Japanese like uh, cars are doing these now. Mitsubishi. And CVTs aren't. Yeah. Well, that's because they're owned by Nissan, and Nissan is trash to be Nissan's honest. garbage I sat in a few newer Nissans at the car show and while the interiors might have looked nice right I can just see them getting like turning to shit in like five six years and just being awful um I'll give N- Nissan this point that they do make pretty decent interiors and that's kind of all they make in my opinion is good yeah i've driven a few of them they don't drive that well a lot of them especially when the cvt starts going they get kind of almost dangerous to drive like i drove one once like i drove a an older rogue or murano once and i couldn't get this thing to the auction lot i had to stop and have someone else try and drive it or tow it for me it was it was pretty scary ouch that doesn't sound like fun. I see. I haven't really no. driven any new Nissans whatsoever. Actually, I haven't driven any Nissans at all. Um, I've driven a Rogue. <laughs> I just, I, I, I would only want to buy an old R34 GTR. Like that's that's the only Nissan that I'm really interested in because the new GTRs just not the same um if i had to buy a nissan i would honestly just buy one of the old beaters like a an o1 or a little older maxima maybe or um actually i was joking with my dad once about maybe getting an xterra <laughs> and like in an ls into it <laughs> and having a six ls swap yeah, I mean, you might as well. Um, you make you make some cars better with it, <laughs> especially an SUV. I I'd like to buy an old 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 Datsun Fairlady Z. Uh, well, yeah, who would? Just, They're one of the best cars. Those cars are fucking gorgeous too. Um, and you know, it's just cars, man. They're good They're cars. Good cars. I miss, I I miss when well not miss, miss but <laughs> it would be cool, um if Nissan would improve, because there is talk 
that that merger might not be anything anymore after Nissan recently had their, uh, I think their president or their CEO, he got like arrested for like money laundering. Or oh man, that's, I'm going to have to look that up. That'll be, that'll be a news story for next week. Um, but let's move on. Let's move on to the next one. This, 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 this one's, this one's pretty cool. This one's, this one's pretty cool. Let's talk about the uh, the new 2019 Ferrari SF90. Yes, let's um, Ferrari time, boy. And you know, we'll we'll talk about kind of just these last two news stories in conjunction with each other. Um, the Ferrari SF90 has been designed to you know um, to fit in with the current um the current fia uh regulations for formula one um so actually let's get into these new regulations before we talk about the sf90 um so the the new rules right um you you know the old wings the old front wings had all kinds of diffusers and splitters and all this stuff in them, right? To kind of guide the air around the car. Um but yeah. those work best when dealing with, you know, clean front facing um winds and um so a lot of these cars haven't been able to really draft the car in front of them because, you know, the car in front of them is just throwing all kinds of turbulent air um behind them, you know. Um, because all those, all those, everything's that they've got going on create a you know like not a not not a crazy amount of drag, but definitely enough to throw the airflow way out of whack. Um, and so these new these new changes have been um have been like done to make things simple you know like it's a lot more simple now um because they want the cars to uh to to fuck the air up behind them as little as possible um which they're saying all these changes will lead to more exciting races uh in this next season and I'm really excited to see if these new changes work. Um, and you know, these new cars, they they look a lot closer to you know, like the older F1 cars than we've seen in a long time. Um, yeah, and it's they really do. It's really cool to see that, um, especially when you think about you know, like back in the '90s, right, where the wings were very simple, you know, they were made to produce downforce and had a little, you know, a few things here and there to, you know, guide the air around the car. And then they started, you know, with all these new things to make the cars force the air all kinds of ways around them. And that just creates all kinds of wonky airflow behind them and you know with the cars they're not really worried about what's going on behind the car they're worried about how the car actually you know makes interacts with the air it directly around it um but now the fia is saying hey you got to consider the air behind you too because uh 
you're not the only person on the fucking track, asshole. <laughs> um, really? So, and maybe with this, it might also, I don't know, reduce po- potential crashes and stuff. Because a lot of these new regulation changes are like for a combination of safety and also slightly more eco-friendly stuff like the the fuel allowance and stuff well, like yeah, that. Yeah, that's why they're doing the turbocharged V6s now instead of the naturally aspirated V10s. Yeah. Which even though the V10s sound cool. The V10s sound <laughs> way cooler. Like you think of Formula 1, you think of the V12s, the V10s, you know, even the V8s sounded way cooler than the V6s. Um but you know there is talk about them revising the engine rules for the uh you know for the new the next major changes i think in like 22 um if i recall correctly um or maybe 2020 i'm not sure exactly which um sometime in the early in the early 20s um and so you know thinking about that and all these changes they're making, it seems like the FIA is really starting to realize how they kind of screwed up Formula One as a spectator sport. Um, And they're trying to bring that back. You know, they're trying to bring that excitement back into Formula One. And um, it's, you know, it's creating a decent amount of buzz. Um, You know, like people are still complaining about the way the cars sound. And honestly, I understand because I'm not a huge fan of the way the cars sound either. Um, But, you know, at the very least, they're trying to make the action on track, you know, like feel like feel like it used to. Um, Yeah. And And that hasn't been like they did these new regulations where they threw in V6s instead of the older designed in. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's new lights as well on these cars to make them more visible. And honestly, I kind of think those end plate lights that they're putting on these, the the rear wings look really cool. Like they just, they're, they're, they're functional, right? They make the cars more visible in like bad weather conditions and all that stuff. But they also have the added benefit of kind of almost looking like, you know, LMP1 cars, which LMP1 cars look really cool. And obviously they're not LMP1 cars, but with all those like thin little lights on them and everything looks really, really sleek and really, really slick. Um, And that's one thing that I really like about these new F1 cars is just they look sleeker. You know, they don't look as aggressive. Um, they look more sleek, they look more simple, and they just, they look like Formula One cars, not like fucking spaceships. <laughs> um, and so with, not to be with, with, you know, the new SF90, I genuinely think that it is one of the best looking F1 cars I've seen in a minute. Um, Ferrari really did a great job with this car, um, you know, making everything look just spot on, you know, fitting in with the regulations, but also, you know, making the, uh, making the, the aerodynamics systems just look good as well. And that's one thing that Ferrari, you know, you can really count on Ferrari for is, you know, like 
form follows function, but form is also extremely important. And um, Ferrari's, you know, that's it's also extending into their uh, their new their new SF90. And I'm just going to say this right now. I'm really excited to see what this next season of Formula One looks like, because, see, I can't really follow the races because I have work and everything. And a lot of the races happen super early in the morning. And I also don't have, uh, you know, like. TV service at my house. But um, I definitely do watch, you know, watch if not the entire race, at least the highlights from each race after the race. And I see who won and all that stuff. Like I'm still following in my own way. Um, and, uh, you know, looking at, uh, the way the regulations are and the way these cars look and all this other stuff, it seems like the racing's going to be a lot more exciting this year and, you know, knock on wood, really hope that it is. I really hope that this new season is just going to be one of the most exciting seasons in a while. Because and that hopefully at least like Ferrari will win a few more races too than Mercedes. Because <laughs> it's always connect with those. Hey two. man, Ferrari and Mercedes is a rivalry to last a long time. <laughs> um, especially, especially if we're talking fucking Hamilton versus Vettel. Like, yeah, that's those two have some serious rivalry going on. Just you know, as as competitors, as as racers, um, and it even seems like out off the track they don't particularly like each other. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't at all. I mean that that makes it more interesting. I mean you have two of the greatest racers going head to head, man. Yeah, and you know that's. That's really what Formula One is, you know, pinnacle of motorsport. You know, that's what they that's what they call it. And so you've got to have people who are in the top of their class <clears throat> competing very closely with one another. Um, so I'm just I'm really looking forward to this new season. And I don't know, you guys, you guys at home, you know, it's, let us let us know. Let us know what you think this new season's going to look like and how how you think it's going to play out cuz I'm personally decently excited for it. Um but yeah, that's that's actually it for the news, I believe. Um unless nope. Nope, actually. You 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 sent something. <laughs> you had you had a little yes, bit of I news. Did. I have I have one more thing and it's it's something really funny to me because it's a recall on the Ridgeline, the newer Honda Ridgeline from 2017. There is 100,000 that are being recalled because of a supposed car wash sensitivity. And by that, the recall is specifically about, there's something about car wash soaps that will somehow, like, cause the fuel pump feed port to crack and to and it's it, this is from an article in car and driver and even their long-term ridge line is one of the affected vehicles i just think that's that's hilarious let's uh like let's let's all take a moment to uh to to reflect on how big honda really fucked this one up 
a yeah, fuel pump a seriously. fuel pump crack is no small thing man that's you can really screw up the engine potentially not only by fuel getting out but also other shit getting in that's yeah <laughs> good job hon you couldn't you couldn't test your fucking fuel pumps for to do it on their pickup truck one of the best selling types of vehicles in the US yep. you know like what the hell good fucking job honda you guys suck <laughs> you guys are the worst oh my god god fucking honda man honda honestly though like i kind of feel bad for honda because it seems like they just they can't catch a fucking break <laughs> you know like yeah because they're having a lot of issues right now like i remember a few months ago um there were a lot of things with the crv that was going wrong like the um the engines were blowing up or something yeah with like only nine thousand miles on them. yeah that's that's ridiculous there were a few cars that fucking exploded yeah like they just caught on fire and it's just burned down and i mean or these, like these... um type r too these issues could be could be fixed. These issues could be fixed if um if Honda were to actually like give a fuck about their cars, right? Um so I don't know. Hopefully Honda will sort of start to take this as a hint that hey, maybe we actually need to start putting an F word on, on our cars. Like maybe maybe we won't Maybe we need to do the homework when we study. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, you know, all these issues need to be fixed in, in their next model year. If they're not, then Honda's probably going to start going to start going down um, and, you know, end up like fucking so many companies back in the uh, earlier recession because, you know, people aren't going to buy cars if they think there's the chance that their fuel pump could break or their fucking engine could explode. They're only lucky that they're selling so many stuff too because of the Honda name recognition of it being super reliable, but also well driving and comfortable, you know, all the goodies. Like the old Civics. So we'll see how far they'll get them with this. The old 90s Civics? You could fucking beat those cars to shit and they'd still run. Um, but it seems like these new Hondas, along with a lot of new stuff, it's not made to last. And. I really nope. hope I really hope auto manufacturers start to reverse that trend, but I don't see it happening. Because yeah, I don't either, especially with all the regulations and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, is, is there any? Is there anything else? I don't think so. No, not really. Yeah. Not a whole lot right now. Um, my dogs are my dogs are going crazy in the background. I, I apologize to you, everyone else. My my beagle uh, barks at any small noise outside, and it's it's really annoying. Um, but I love him. Beagle cast. Beagle cast. <laughs> the coil cast featuring my fucking dogs. Um, but yeah. Um, so that's 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 it that's episode one of the coil cast um if you if you guys liked it uh be sure to let me know if you got any any questions or any inputs or anything um be sure to send me an email at coilovertv at gmail.com um 
I'll be happy to answer any questions or uh, if you have anything that, you know, you would like to suggest, be sure to let me know. Um, and with that, I've been Joe. I've been Carl. And...